fossil fans and dino lovers, welcome to the Paleo Podcast, brought to you by the Cranbrook Institute of Science and Podcast Nation. Here are your hosts, Tim and Dr. Andrew. All right, Tim, welcome back. I am super excited about this episode, which is all about feathered dinosaurs. So I must admit, before we get going, I did actually see a dinosaur just today. Have you seen any dinosaurs today, Tim? You know what, Andrew? I really wanted, I looked all over just to find one, just to say I did see a dinosaur today, but I actually did not see a dinosaur today. I heard a whole bunch, though. Okay, that counts. (laughs) We'll go with that. So our point here, if you haven't uh, guessed from what we are saying, is that birds... The ones you see outside your window, that pigeon that was on your deck this morning, birds are dinosaurs. Literally. Literally. They didn't (laughs) evolve into birds. Dinosaurs literally are birds. That's right. And vice versa. So, Tim, what can you tell us about birds and them being dinosaurs? So, it, it has a really funny history. It was actually suggested hundreds of years ago when dinosaurs were first being discovered. It was theorized that birds are members of that group. And they were all pretty much laughed at immediately uh, because at the time, dinosaurs were thought of as big, slow, cold-blooded, dumb animals kind of just waiting around to go extinct. And uh, you can really see that if you look up Iguanodon. First off, Iguanodon is named after a lizard and early depictions of it is just a giant, dumb-looking lizard. So... It kind of started with little murmurs that they were birds, and then that immediately just ended the conversation. And for like a hundred years, it was it was dumb lizards, until. <laughs> well, to be fair, too, some of them were just big dumb lizards, right? <laughs> so sure, big dumb, big dumb birds, maybe. Gotcha. <laughs> um, so uh, in the '60s, a really famous dinosaur, a famous nowadays, was discovered uh, called Deinonychus. Uh, by a man named Ostrom, and uh, he realized immediately that this dinosaur was not a big, dumb, slow lizard. The bones were were very long and slender. Uh, they were hollow, just like birds. Everything about this dinosaur suggested it was an active, you know, speedy animal. And uh, so that's kind of when the bird conversation came back up again. Then it kind of died off for another couple decades and right around the time Jurassic Park came out that's when people were now starting to suggest birds again but if you go back and rewatch the movie when the character talks about birds being dinosaurs if you watch everyone laughs at him in the crowd even in that movie and a couple years later I want to say like two years later the first feathered dinosaur not feathered like bird dinosaur but the first feathered dinosaur was discovered and uh, everybody just kind of went, oh. <laughs> yeah, well, so what was that dinosaur? That dinosaur's name is Sinosauropteryx uh, from China. Okay, can't say I've heard of that one. Interesting. So, yeah, so Sinosauropteryx kind of sounds like a much more famous dinosaur called Archaeopteryx. That I have heard of. Right. Archaeopteryx was discovered in the 1800s. Uh, it's from uh, Germany, and it is very notable for being... Um, one of the first animals to be preserved with feathers. And I'm talking like entire body covered in feathers. Perhaps the the coolest thing about Archaeopteryx, in my opinion, was that uh, Charles Darwin, the the lead idea guy of, of evolution, predicted 
an animal like Archaeopteryx a couple of years before Archaeopteryx was even discovered. Wow, yeah, and Darwin, as you may know, famously authored On the Origin of Species in 1859, uh, and that's where he introduced the idea that populations evolve over the course of generations through a process called natural selection. But in this book, he predicted that there are likely missing links, so to speak, between reptiles and birds, and specifically between dinosaurs and birds. And as you mentioned, he was right. The first Archaeopteryx fossil wasn't discovered then for another two years. However, that was indeed the missing link. And an interesting piece of trivia here, people may actually have seen this fossil because for whatever reason, and this is getting pretty specific here, but a lot of playgrounds, like kids' playgrounds in the United States that I've seen, if they have rock walls, oftentimes on the underside of them, they have a dinosaur fossil plastered on there, and it's usually an Archaeopteryx. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's also on the logo of an extremely high-end clothing company called like Archaeop or, or Arcteryx or something. So Archaeopteryx had feathers, so does that mean it could fly? Uh, uh, so it definitely was getting up into the air at some point. However, it is, it is not quite known if it could take off and fly kind of like when you run at a pigeon on the street and it flies away from you. <laughs> um, they had really uh, hook like claws on their hands and feet. So some people think that, um, they were using those hook like claws to climb up trees and then they would simply just leap off and glide down. Uh, some scientists do think based on the shape of their feathers though, that they might have been able to just jump up and take off flying uh, right then and there. Okay, so they were at least getting some air. Oh, yeah, yeah. So do we know anything else about them? We know, you know, a little bit about what their body might have looked like. What about color? Ah, so Archaeopteryx is one of the uh, growing list of dinosaurs that we actually do know the color of. So for uh, Archaeopteryx itself, uh, it has those really well-preserved feathers, and if you look at those feathers under a microscope, you will see tiny microscopic structures or shapes called melanosomes. And melanosomes is what gives everything its color. Now, the color is not in the fossil anymore, but those structures are those shapes. So by looking at the shapes in the feathers... And then looking at the shapes in feathers of living dinosaurs or birds, ah, okay. it's simply just a color by numbers at that point. You kind of match it up. And now we know that Archaeopteryx had that same iridescent black, that same shiny black as a crow or raven. Wow. So all those paint by color books that I did as a kid are going to come in handy for paleontological career here, right? right? Yeah. yeah, it's just training. Yeah. Uh, and as I said, uh, Archaeopteryx is a part of the growing list. The first dinosaur, at least that I know of, that got this, this special treatment was that first feathered dinosaur, Cynosauropteryx. By looking at its tail, we now know that it had a striped kind of banded tail of copper bands and then white bands all throughout its tail, kind of like a, a copper raccoon or like a brown raccoon okay. almost. Yeah, so that's not just an artistic liberty. That's actually, we know that's what it looked like. Right, and there's one particular dinosaur called Ankyornis that is so well-preserved, we actually know the entire body color of that animal. So it had that black, just like Archaeopteryx, but the tips of its wings were white, and then at the very top of its head, it had a plume of feathers that were crimson red. Wow. Okay. So what about the most famous dinosaur that everybody knows? Do we know what a T-Rex looked like color-wise? Kinda. 
So uh, T-Rex had a material on its snout, uh, cheekbones, and those almost kind of horns above its eyes. They weren't horn. They were like kind of like horns. And that was covered in something called keratin, which is what makes up our fingernails and our hair. Okay. And, and yeah. And uh, that keratin preserves some of the melanosome, some of the structures really well. However, scientists haven't quite narrowed down what that color was, but they've gotten really close and uh, have suggested that it is either yellow, orange, or red. So picture a toucan's bill. Okay. And that would have been the color of at least that keratin armor on the snout, the cheekbones, and the eyes. Okay. I feel like I at least had a couple T-Rex toys that were like neon green, so I think we can safely say it wasn't that. Most dinosaurs were probably not green at all, actually. That's fair. Okay. Yeah, you know, it's interesting when you look back at some of these older dinosaur pictures, especially from the early 1900s, but even in textbooks or children's books from 20 or even 10 years ago, a lot of the details are wrong there, but I don't think it was because the artist wasn't doing a good job. It was just that there's so much information we're uncovering all the time and we're better able to tell what these dinosaurs actually looked like. Yeah, one of the big things that always sticks out to me, and and this is uh, probably the most famous example is in Jurassic Park, is every dinosaur kind of holds a bunny rabbit zombie pose where they hold their hands out in front of them with right, their palms right. facing straight down. Mm-hmm. And uh, you see that in every dinosaur media. And that's actually completely wrong. Oh, so how did they have their hands then? Yeah, so the only way they could hold their hands face down in front of them is if their arms were broken. Oh, okay. uh, well. Instead, they would have held their hands out as if they're holding a ball or clapping. Oh, okay. And so their palms would face together. And uh, that's actually the shape that helps define the wings in birds. So birds, even today, still hold their arms uh just like how a dinosaur really would have held their arms okay and is that useful for anything aside from flying as well it is it is useful for almost every aspect of life you can you can grab things easier you can uh you can you can climb things easier you can kind of move around easier and there's a a funny bit of trivia so in jurassic park the raptors always hold their hands the wrong way right right but if you watch the movie right before the T-Rex comes and saves the day by eating the raptor as it's about to jump on him, it's getting down, ready to pounce on him, and it turns its wrists the proper way okay. because the animator said it just felt right. Ah, well, there <laughs> you, you know? go. Yep. Art imitates. <laughs> right, and, yep. yeah, and that was before they knew. Yeah, he's like, it just it felt more natural for yeah. it to try to grab him like there that. So... Similar to the T-Rex, we have another example here of dinosaur arms not being as useless as some people might think. Right. So uh, a really famous group of dinosaurs are the raptors. And uh, raptors is a term associated to many birds today. Uh, They're more commonly called birds of prey. This includes like hawks, eagles, falcons, basically any bird you could look at and say, ooh, that looks like a velociraptor. Right, right. (laughs) And so what uh, these modern birds do when they eat their prey, uh, like a mouse or something, is they actually stand on top of it and they pin it down with their body weight and they use their claws to kind of hold on tight and then they eat that mouse or or whatever. And uh, we now believe that the famous claws on raptors, those really giant toe claws, uh, were used for the exact same thing called raptor prey restraint, where a velociraptor would stand on top of its prey and instead of kicking or slashing, it would just hold on tight 
as that prey is struggling, because who wants to get eaten, right? It's going to flap those wings, flap the arms, slap the wings, and stay balanced right on top. Well, that's all great, but I think the most important (laughs) takeaway here is that listeners can actually say the next time they see a bird flying by, they can confidently and correctly tell everyone that they just saw a dinosaur, right? Exactly. With that, we are going to go to our question of the day segment. This particular question was asked by Amy online. And with all this talk of birds, I think it fits right in. So Amy asks us, did dinosaurs really lay eggs? Which is a great question because we know modern birds usually build nests, right? And they lay their eggs in there and they take care of them until they hatch. So Tim, did dinosaurs do the same? 100% unequivocally, yes. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, not only do we have nests of dinosaurs that look a lot like bird nests, uh, we have tons and tons of eggs. And some things we're we're finding is some of these eggs even look like modern bird eggs. So, for example, Deinonychus laid robin's egg blue eggs. Wow, really? Yeah. (laughs) Well, I like that image, too. I think a lot of times people think of dinosaurs as being heartless and scary, but no, they were great parents and they took care of their young, just like a lot of the birds we see today, right? Just like today. Well, I sure learned a lot today. I can't wait for next week's episode. Tim, thank you so much. And once again, everybody, thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.